Petersfield's Shine Radio. Hello, I'm Geoff Lacey. And I'm Claire Venice. We're talking art. And jumpers in this week's Peapod. If you love Petersfield... I love the square. The hangers. The open-air swimming pool. Lots of fun shops. Then the Peapod loves you. It's just a nice town. Everything Petersfield is in the Peapod with Claire Venice and Geoff Lacey. Thank you for joining us in the Peapod. We've come to the Petersfield Museum and Art Gallery this week, where we'll find out what events are coming up from the Head of Collections and Exhibitions, Louise Weller. We'll also hear about a new Elevensies Club and Creative Saturdays taking place at the museum. And artist Catherine Knight describes her work for an upcoming exhibition. And Susie has reasons to be cheerful in her wild walk. The P stands for Petersfield. It's like the best town ever. <laughs> the Peapod. Hello, Claire. Hello, Josh. Silence in the court. It's a scary place. It is. Where are we, Claire? We are in the courthouse at the Petersfield Museum. And there are, there's no one else here but us. No. Nope. I imagine if there was a jury there, it would be quite an intimidating. Case. I reckon you'd be found guilty on all charges. Do you think? <laughs> Possibly. <laughs> so, how are you, Claire? I'm all right, thank you. Now, right. we're recording this four days after this week's Peapod. Has anything gone on in your life in those four days? Well, it's been a Peapod week, hasn't it? It's it certainly been, has, yes. It's been a good week. Actually, and last night, Wednesday, was our very first Petersfield Shine Radio social, which we haven't had before because no. we don't have a hub for the radio station. We um, don't, and we, we really started increasing the volunteers around COVID time. So we haven't had the opportunity to get together. Yeah, and so we did last night. Yes. Or a number of us, not everybody, but this is going to be a regular thing. So the first Wednesday of every month will be a Shine Radio get-together and open for anybody else who'd like to just come along, say hi. And, and if you're interested in volunteering, come and find out about that too. Great opportunity to meet the team, have a drink and find out what goes on. We're looking especially for... News reporters, aren't we? Yes, we are looking for more people who would like to get involved in writing or reading the news. So if that's a particular interest of yours, do come along on the first Wednesday in April. And a shout out to Andy, who potentially is a new volunteer. He came along last night. But if you cannot wait until the first of April, we do have a development morning on Saturday, March the 18th, between 10 and 12.30 at Churches. Yes, and again, just come along, come along, say hi. There is going to be a number of workshops. Uh, we'll talk about the future of the project as well, which is very exciting. So yes, lots going on in the Shine Radio world at the moment, Claire. Now, we're going to be talking about Giles Brandreth. Who is well known for his jumpers. Well known for his jumpers. What's your favourite jumper, Claire? Anything that keeps me warm, really. Yeah? <laughs> yeah, warm woolen jumper. I used to have a lovely Aaron jumper. Do you remember those? I do. <laughs> Can't seem to get them anywhere anymore, but I loved an Aaron jumper. How old were you when you wore your Aaron jumper? 18-ish. About 18, really? 19. Yeah, I went, to, I went off to college in Ipswich and my, I had a new leather jacket and an Aaron jumper and my, <laughs> and my blue jeans and off I went into the wide world. It must have been terrifying to the people at Ipswich. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I thought you were going to say you were about seven or eight when you were wearing your Aaron no, jumper. No. I think I might have one. I might have had one at the age of about you know, nine or ten. But talking of Ipswich, while we were at the fashion show on Monday, I took a phone call from a friend who I met at college in 
Ipswich in 1991. Haven't spoken to him since October 1993. We're friends on Facebook and he rang up and we're looking to do a reunion in September in Ipswich. 30 years since I last saw and met them. Cannot wait. Oh, that sounds brilliant. We're talking about the fashion show. It was a pretty amazing experience, actually, on Monday night, the Save the Children fashion show. We hadn't been there before, but um, great to see a huge amount of people who turned up. Yes. About 300 people, I think, yes. they said they had. In Standing the room only at, mm. at times, wasn't it? So congratulations to everybody who put that together, and I hope it was a, a huge success. We would love to hear from you. So if you have a story you'd like us to cover, or would just like to say hi, please call or WhatsApp us on 01730 555 500, or send an email to team at shineradio.uk. The P stands for Petersfield. It's like the best town ever. <laughs> the Peapod. With the refurbished Petersfield Museum reopening in June 2021 came increased space and the opportunity to broaden curated exhibitions and collections. Expanding on an already successful year last year and with a newly appointed head of collections and exhibitions, the museum's 2023 programme looks exciting and eclectic. To tell us more, we're now joined by Louise Weller. Hello Louise, how are you? Hello. So when did you start at the museum? So I started back in June 2022. So I've been here just over six, eight months. Um, I I came from Panet House Gallery in Chichester, where I was head of exhibitions. Um, It was a real opportunity here because they've got a new art gallery space, which I can now programme for temporary exhibitions um, to go alongside the collections. And what exhibitions have you put forward so far? Well, we opened uh, with the Paula Rego exhibition was on when I joined, which was an amazing opportunity to have her work here at Petersfield. Um, I followed that with a exhibition of two artists who are known locally, Alison Crowther and Kate Bowsher, called Traces in the Landscape, that paired um, Alison's wood-carved sculptures with Kate's charcoal drawings, which I think was a real success for the, for the museum and art gallery. And then that was followed by Gordon Rushmere, who um, is a watercolour artist who's based um, towards um, Petworth. But he was born and raised in Petersfield, so he's done a beautiful painting of St Peter's Church um, and also other landscapes within the South Downs as well. And he kindly, after the success of the exhibition, gifted the painting of St Peter's to our collection. That's amazing. So you've almost had pretty much like a blank canvas, I suppose, to, to play around with. Is it important to you to, to have local artists exhibited here? Absolutely, but it's a real blend, actually. So it's going to be local, national, international artists. It's going to be a space that just shows the best in contemporary art um, across painting, drawing, sculpture and the craft. So we're having a ceramicist and then a a weaver and tapestry artist as well coming up in our programme. Exciting. So what have you got coming up soon that we can look forward to and come and visit Well, it's a really exciting time because we're we're actually installing the new show as we speak. Um, That will open on Tuesday, the 7th of March. It's called Catherine Knight, Long Shadows. Catherine's an artist who's based in Bristol. She's a painter. And this series of work um, comes out of her visiting Norway in February 2022 to see where um, one of her favourite artists uh, lived and worked, which was Edvard Munch. So she visited um, not only his collection at the Munch Museum in Oslo, but also travelled to his summer home, which he lived in since the late 1890s, and produced some of his masterpieces there. So it was a real um, trip of discovery for her. And the work that she's created 
are, are just uh, staggering, really. They're beautiful, lyrical, colourful landscapes that um, blend her experience of seeing the landscape for herself, but also combined with her personal memories and experience as well. So it's a really beautiful show. Do people have to book to come and see the show or is that all just part of the museum experience? It's part of the general admission to the museum that you get to see everything when you're here. I mean, that's one of the amazing things about this museum. It's such a broad offer for our audience. So yes, just part of the general admission is a programme of activities that go alongside. So Catherine's actually running an online workshop where she'll be teaching, um, showing you some of the work by Edvard Munch and painting along with you. So that's coming up in March. There'll also be an in-conversation with her in May. But there's other things you can also book onto and to get a, a broader understanding of her work. There's also a fully illustrated catalogue that you can also buy, which tells a little bit more about her work, her past approaches and all the work that will be on show in, in the exhibition. So when you're looking to put on an exhibition, what are you actually looking for? Well, I think there's... Um, when I was thinking about moving here, and as you say, a bit of a blank canvas for the programme, for the art gallery, I really thought about what are our key sort of values to the museum and for our audiences. And I think there's obviously the landscape in which we're situated, so the beauty of the South Downs National Park and the nearby coastline. There's also our link through the Edward Thomas Study Centre with poetry and literature... There's also a connection with history and how different perspectives and different stories are told through different mediums. Um, and so I really wanted to bring all those values somehow to underline each of the artists that I approach. So, for example, Alison and Kate, they both deal with the landscape, um, but they also are local artists but have an international reputation. Cat Knight, although not a local artist, is dealing with this idea of landscape and memory and the next show is also by an artist called Anita Klein, which is called Modern Icons, which opens in June. And again, she deals with um, sort of the value and the beauty in everyday moments of family life. So I think all these things are a key. And so there's this theme that goes through the programme, but they're also really different in style and medium. Now, I understand there's also quite a fun exhibition coming up soon as well, which involves jumpers. It does, <laughs> yes. Jumpers or sweaters. I don't know which way to go on that <laughs> okay. at the moment. But yes, it's Giles Brandreth, who is known, obviously, for his novelty jumpers, which he wore on TV really during the 70s and 80s. But during the pandemic, um, he actually return to wearing them and sharing them on a daily basis through his Instagram and Twitter feed and back on TV. And he went to school at Bedells, he really knows Petersfield, and he was really excited about showing his work. They've never been shown before in a public exhibition, so this is a, a world first, which is really exciting. And it's a two-part exhibition. There's a spring-summer collection, and then there's an autumn-winter edition as well. And, um, and we'll be showing that in the Stanfield Gallery. And how many jumpers are there going to be? Do you know? Have you got an idea of numbers yet? Yes, um, so there'll be roughly about 13 in each section, so 26, which is just a, a fraction of the hundreds that he has. But we had to make a, a selection owing on, during on space. And really interesting, they've also been relaunched recently through an American designer, through a brand called Jars and George. So actually, they're really modern and contemporary yet again. So the 70s is as relevant as ever. What is the difference between a spring and summer jumper and an autumn and winter jumper? 
Well, the spring summer collection looks at jumpers that deal with sometimes some of his personal projects. So it all started with a jumper he was gifted in 1971 when he founded the National Scrabble competition. And at the final, someone gave him a jumper with a pattern of a Scrabble board on it with it spelled out saying, Giles Perandreth loves Scrabble. <laughs> and he just loved that. And then he was um, walking past a knitwear shop in South London and he saw uh, this sort of crazy jumper with two cockatoos on it and he went in and bought it and asked about the designer and there's a guy called George Hostler who was a knitter. He, he trained as a sculptor but he turned to knitwear and so they paired up and Giles would send him designs that he wanted to make and then George was up in Leicester so he would then make the jumper, knit it, parcel it up, send it back down, and Giles uh, would then pick up this package of his knitted jumper. So they're one-offs originally. Um, so we've got things to do with his teddy bear collection. So I don't know if you know, but he's got this um, teddy bear collection that's housed up in Newbury Hall in North Yorkshire. Um, so there's one with a teddy bear on. Um, there's one that promotes his connection to poetry, so poetry together. It brings old people and young people together to share poetry and a bit of tea and cake. And we're actually taking that on board here and going out to care homes with poetry and his jumpers to share the exhibition with those who can't visit us. And it also includes um, quite an iconic jumper called I'm a Luxury, Few Can Afford, that the late Diana Princess of Wales bought from Jars' shop in the 1980s. I do remember that one he used to wear in the mid-80s on TVM with the sun coming up. Fun to revisit them and, you know, maybe, like you said, recognise from when we saw them originally. <laughs> and the autumn-winter collection um, obviously deals with... There's some Halloween ones. There's obviously a lot inspired by Panto and also your classic Christmas jumper. It sounds brilliant, Louise. How exciting. What a really fun exhibition to be a part of. Um, when does that start? So the Charles Brandreth starts on the 21st of March. Brilliant. It's lovely to talk to you again. Thanks so much and best of luck this year with all the exhibitions you have. Thank you very much. Susie is in Durford Wood and has reasons to be cheerful in her wild walk. It's the first day of spring. I think I've said that every week, haven't I, recently? But I really feel it this morning. Can you hear the bird song? Anyway, reasons to be cheerful. Part one. Rain is just having such a wonderful time on walks. I'd completely forgotten how when we had the other dog that may on occasion have sort of gone slightly AWOL, it caused rain to stay very close to me because I think, I don't know if I sort of told her off at the start or, or what I might have done, but certainly she feels that she can't just go off or couldn't and now she does her lunging after squirrels and things and she just does a sort of wide loop making sure she can see me all the time and then returns exactly yes you're so good aren't you I'm talking about you um to return to the way in which I'm walking so that's wonderful she's cheekier at home again and she's playing with um toys I had got quite a few toys that I'd had to hide because of evisceration um, and now they're all back in her toy box so instead of this slightly depressing toy box of you know rather manky looking and torn toys she's back and playing with the squeakers which are of course still in there and so on so that's really good she does look a bit sad at night but that's good and this afternoon um I'm working, I can't remember if I've said, but I'm working 
couple of days a week in Beedell's wonderful Hogwarts library. I don't like saying that because it's a grade one listed arts and crafts library, in fact, which totally precedes Hogwarts. But there you are. You get the picture. Um, anyway, I'm in there and the cry has gone up that it's very much a dog school and that Rain should perhaps come with me. So that's lovely. I couldn't have taken both dogs there. But I did try her last week or the week before. Um, oh, it was during half term to be safe. And she was absolutely fine. And I was just thinking that nationally we've got so many poor students who really are full of anxiety and so on, particularly post-Covid. But I think having a lovely black Labrador, yes, even you, come on, madam, um, would be really calming and nice. So there we are. Those are some of the reasons to be cheerful. Obviously, mostly it's looking up at this peerless blue sky and look at little birds with very long tails. You're going to tell me they're long-tailed tits, I'm sure. Are there? And every... I haven't passed many people. One or two. But there's some more coming now. And, um... And I bet we say, oh, isn't it lovely? Actually, if they don't, I will. But every... Just to prove it. But everybody else has said that to me. So there's, um... Oh, it's a nice fluffy dog, Rain. And a small... Hello, sweetie. Morning. Hello. Is it lovely? Yeah. Very sleek coat on this Oh, thank you so much. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I think it shows on black, doesn't it? Gorgeous. <laughs> Come on, madam. Well, not quite as planned, but see what I mean? Everyone's sort of smiley. Anyway, um... That's probably it for now. I'm going to leave you while the going's good. And have a lovely week. The P stands for Petersfield. I can't believe that we live in such an idyllic place. The Peapod. In addition to exhibitions, the museum offers regular events and special one-offs too. There really is something here for everyone to enjoy. To tell us more about the Creative Saturdays and Elevensies sessions, we're joined by Marketing and Development Manager, Lewis Webb. Hello, Lewis. How are you? Hello. I'm good, thank you. It's Welcome good to back be to the Peapod. Thank you. Thank you for having us. So, tell us more. So, we've got some fantastic Creative Saturdays coming up, which... We're very excited to share. As the name suggests, they're all about being creative. They're fun, hands-on activity days. And they provide an opportunity for families, really, to come together to engage with our collections, our stories and our exhibitions. That's great because they sound like they're interactive days. And and that's an interesting thing, is it, with a museum? Because mm. usually, well, growing up... When I went to a museum, you know, don't touch, don't touch. So is that something new that you're introducing here? Yes, we want people to engage with the collections, to be hands-on, to touch, because that's how you learn and how you find out about what we offer. So we're keen to open up to families, to invite lots of children in of all ages and to share what we do here. So in terms of what we do have coming up, the one that I think possibly will excite people the most is one called Rubbish Rockets, and that's on the 11th of March from 10am to 4pm. And you will have the opportunity to be inspired by our sci-fi collection. You can create your own rocket out of our rubbish tip, 
and that includes plastic bottles, egg boxes, crisp packets, waste paper, and you'll have the chance to build a powerful rocket that will hopefully propel you to out of space. <laughs> and in addition, you can take part in a spaceship hunt and you can design your own planet. And all of these activities are part of museum admission. So we have family tickets available, we have concession tickets available, and that gives you the chance to look around the museum, to see the exhibitions, to speak to the staff and the volunteers, to find out about the history of Petersfield, and to take part in these fun, immersive activities at the same time. Now, we're recording this in the courthouse, mm -hmm. and we're stood by some tables with an overhead projector, uh, flip charts and, and things like that. What goes on in the courthouse? Lots of events happen in the courthouse. It's open all the time for people to come and explore and find out about Victorian justice. But when we do have events going on, then it's not always open. But for events, we open it up to private hire. We have schools come and use this space. Ryan, our education manager, he teaches lots of school groups coming in. We offer time travelling trunks that we get out, allowing children to be hands-on with history, to actually handle artefacts and learn through that experience. So it's set up, as you can see, with tables and flip charts because we do have some school children in here tomorrow. And we are using this room as well for another Creative Saturday, which is an immersive drama, theatre-based Creative Saturday called Guilty Victorian Courtroom Drama. And that takes place on the 29th of April. Um, and you can travel back in time to the Victorian period and take part, as I say, in a Victorian courtroom drama. And that drama is based on cases that were heard here in the past. And you can become part of the drama. You can take on the role of a magistrate, a witness, a jury. And hopefully it will be fun and very engaging. You'll get the chance to dress up. And we also will offer the chance for you to have your photograph taken. Um, you'll be also locked in our Victorian police cell, but don't worry, we'll let you out at the end, we promise. <laughs> I was going to mention the police cells because they're incredible. There's two of them, aren't there? There are two, yes. Yeah, they're quite something. I remember coming before Joff and we tried to lock you in. Yes. <laughs> yeah, we failed and I, I haven't never been in there before. I'll tell you that. And tell us more about Elevensies. So they are new events for us. It's a chance for people to come along. It's a free drop-in event. And as the name suggests, they take part at 11am to 12.30pm. And you can engage with photographs, the Don Eads collection of photographs. And for those of you who don't know, Don Eads was a local photographer. He took pictures in the 60s through to the 80s. Um, and he worked for the Petersville Post. So he has this amazing bank of photographs that were donated to the Museum and Art Gallery he very sadly died in 2016, and we acquired those photographs. And they capture life in Petersfield and the surrounding villages, as I say, between the 60s and the 80s. So the 11s is a chance to engage with those photographs, take a nostalgic look back, reminisce about the past. You may spot people that you know in the photographs, which will bring back memories. Um, there'll be photographs printed out for people to annotate with memories and names. Um, to help us develop that history of Petersfield and the surrounding area. Um, so it's a new event, but hopefully an event that people will be very excited and interested by. It's open to everybody. As I say, it's a free drop-in event. It doesn't include museum admission, but tickets can be purchased for admission on the day. And we particularly welcome people living with dementia 
carers, um, families, bring a friend along, bring a neighbour along, or come along on your own, make friends and engage with the museum and art gallery. That sounds like a really lovely idea. I mean, talking of Elevensies, you have an amazing space out in the courtyard, don't you, as well? We do, yeah. And there's a cafe there. There is, yes. So we have a coffee shop that will be opening very soon. It's been closed during the winter period, and it will be opening on the 22nd of March at 9.30 in the morning. And the courtyard is a beautiful place. It's a sun trap. It captures the sun beautifully, a chance for you to sit outside, lots of space. Children can run around because it's a gated area, so it's a safe place for children to play. Um, You can look through the window and see the beautiful collections behind you while you sit there enjoying a morning coffee. So please do come and visit the new coffee shop when it opens. Lewis, thank you very much for joining us once again. Really looking forward to everything that's going to be going on in the museum. And good luck with it all. Thank you very much. Coming soon, we hear from artist Catherine Knight, whose art exhibition Long Shadows starts at the museum this month. But first, here's the latest What's On guide. The Peapod Events Guide. What's on in the Petersphere? There's a new walk from the Petersfield Walking Festival taking place on Saturday the 11th of March. In conjunction with Energise South Downs, the walk will start at Cocking Hill Car Park at 10am, where you'll need to be prepared for a steep climb. More details can be found at the Walking Festival's website. There will also be a spring into spring social stroll with the Peaceful Walking Festival 2 on Sunday the 12th of March. This gentle walk around town from 2 to 3pm will start off in the square. The Phoenix and Arts Centre in Borden is holding a St Patrick's Day cinema event of The Quiet Man on Saturday the 11th of March. Starting at 7.30pm, tickets are £12.50 each. There will be a spring concert at the Lupton Hall on the Beedells campus on Wednesday the 15th of March. From 7.30 until 9pm, enjoy an eclectic selection of chamber music from the students. The event is free to attend. And tickets are now available to buy for the Petersfield Theatre Group's musical production of 9 to 5. Performances run from May the 17th until the 20th at the Festival Hall. Go to the group's website for more information. If you'd rather stay in, there's always your local radio station, Shine Radio, to listen to. Available 24 hours a day, 7 days a week. You can listen to a new episode of Dogs with Jobs. This month, Kate Fairweather meets a truffle-hunting dog called Giggly. To listen to Dogs With Jobs and more, go to shineradio.uk, bringing you also a great mix of music and local information. If you're running an event, get it in the guide at shineradio.uk. Long Shadows is the first solo exhibition of paintings from artist Catherine Knight and starts at the Floretwalk Gallery on March the 7th. Inspired by her trip to Norway and the landscape that inspired Edvard Munch, Catherine spoke to Shine Radio's Noni Needs. Here's a clip of the interview. This is Petersfield Shine Radio. I'm Noni Needs and my special guest today is an artist from Bristol, but she's coming to Petersfield. She's showing at the Petersfield Museum and Art Gallery in March. So ahead of that, I thought I would give Catherine a call and find out all about her and what you, dear Petersfield Shine Radio listeners, can expect. I welcome today, hello Catherine Knight. Hello, thanks for having me. You are an artist that works in 
gouache oil and watercolour and when I read that I thought wow that is a huge discipline to be across and and we'll come to that later and also I'd like to talk to you about your practice and where you get inspiration from. You have a solo exhibition at the Petersfield Museum and Art Gallery that's starting in March. How are you getting on with that? Are you are you done with everything that you're bringing and what can we expect to see? Um, yeah it's all done, it was all ready by the end of last year and it's, I'm just collecting some work from the framers this afternoon. Um, so it's going to be seven watercolours, well gouache actually, and 10 oil paintings. And what sizes are your work? Because I've seen that you do very, very small pieces of work and very large pieces of work on canvas and board. So tell me about that. Yeah, it's a real mixture. So I normally start by doing works on paper with gouache to kind of work out my ideas and then after that I went and made some larger pieces um, especially once I knew I was having the show at the Flora Tort Gallery at Petersfield I knew I needed to make some bigger pieces to sort of fill that space so there's also two larger oil on linen which are 160 by 120 and yeah I really enjoy working on a large scale as well as on a small scale it's quite a different uh, feeling. And are you going to bring any of your notebooks so people can see how you work and your practice in the exhibition? Not notebooks but there will be some uh, books about Edvard Munch because the whole exhibition is inspired by a visit to his summer house. Okay let's talk about that let's talk about where this exhibition um, is is inspired from. Um, so I've always been a fan of the work of Edvard Munch um, and as a teenager I kind of related to the really dark uh, moody works which are more famous like The Scream. Yes. Um, and then as I've got older I've really related more to his more uh, landscape based pieces and he left all of his work to the state of Norway when he died so to see his work you really have you have to travel to Oslo so I've always wanted to do that and that is that what you did yeah so last February I decided to go to Oslo to kind of make a pilgrimage to see his work because he's got this new big uh, museum dedicated to him so it's 13 floors a big beautiful um beautifully designed architectural building on the waterfront in Oslo so I went there and spent the day just looking at all of his work and then the next day I visited the little summer house that he spent a lot of time in. Now tell me how you pronounce where that is please. I think it's Oskarstrand but I could be wrong. Yes because it's Uh, (laughs) it's spelt with an A and I looked at that and I thought I'm gonna have to ask you. (laughs) Yeah I think it's that but probably someone who speaks Norwegian would laugh at that. (laughs) Um, and it's this tiny little, it's quite an interesting contrast because he's got this huge new museum in Oslo and then this little house was his original museum. So when he died, they turned this into his first museum and it's literally a little fisherman's cottage. So one bedroom, one room that he lived in um, with bright yellow walls. And it was just amazing to go and see it. Everything, everything's been left just the way it was when he died. And it was a really cold but sunny day so I had these bright blue skies and this yellow building that he um where he lived so a lot of the paintings have got this contrast between the blue and the yellowy orange because that's what I was going to say that it his work is very dark with the scream everybody thinks of mental health issues and all that kind of things but your work is very light you know your the blues that you use are very beautiful tell me about how you how you're inspired how you've translated his inspiration into your work. Yeah, well, I think I think he's a bit 
misunderstood or people sort of know him for the for the scream and the, the mm. dark stuff and actually the other day on Radio 4 someone dismissed him as kind of deathy and I and I was thinking oh there's so much more to him he also painted a huge painting of the sun and he he loved swimming outside and nature and there was there was a whole period of his work that was very light and beautiful and an enjoyment of nature but I think people don't know them quite as much um but yeah I, I guess I wasn't trying to paint like him it was no. the paintings are about my experience of of visiting his house to listen to the full interview tune in to the ticket the arts and entertainment show presented by laura shepherd on shine radio and so we come to the end of this week's peapod thank you for joining us thanks also to our guests louise weller lewis webb Catherine knight noni knees susie wilde and our editor m sefton smith and of course to the whole shine radio team so from joff and i this week bye, bye. What was the rival to the VHS video format? Which author predicted the Apollo moon landing? Who became the youngest winner of the Wimbledon men's singles title? Petersfield's Shine Radio with Ian Crossman. I have quiz questions on all sorts of topics for you to test your general knowledge and see if you can score the magical five out of five. The Brighter Minds Quiz is proudly supported by Church's College. Every Saturday and Sunday night from nine. Petersfield's Shine Radio. Radio.